Welcome to the Wisdom in Christ podcast. My name is Brian Boy, and it's such a blessing and an honor to have you here. As we dive into this message today, we truly hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you and that your life will forever be changed by the words that you hear. If you want to find out more about Wisdom in Christ and our goal to teach people around the world how to have a relationship with Jesus, then please be sure to check out our website posted in the description. Until then, take care. God bless and enjoy the episode. Good morning. Good morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for another opportunity, Lord, to come before your throne of grace. And Father, I pray that as we go through this service, as we go through this day, that you will teach us, lead us, and guide us, Lord, and that you will show us what it truly means to forgive, Lord. And through your example, Father, that we will learn how to have better relationships with you and with each other, Lord, as we begin to cleanse our hearts and our minds of all the things we've been holding against people, and that we may truly come to know what freedom is in you. We thank you and we love you, Father. And I pray that even as I go through here, under the sound of my voice, you continue to bless everyone that is here, those that are watching either today, tomorrow, in the future, and that you continue, Lord, to work your will in their lives, Father, that may they achieve everything that you've created them to do, and that they may become everything that you have created them to be. I also pray for me in this moment, Lord, that you will feel me with your spirit. You will give me the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding from all high, Lord, to preach and share your word with people so that their lives may forever be changed, Lord, and they may truly learn what forgiveness is through you. And it is in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. So, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Sunday morning here at Wisdom in Christ. My name is Brian Boyd, and as you can see by the topic today, we're going to be talking about forgiveness and forgiveness, everyone. You know, it's a very interesting topic. You know, in terms of our faith, it's never the easiest thing to do, but it's a necessary part of the things that we have. When you look at the core of our faith as a whole, like forgiveness is the key because the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I think that when you look at, you know, the life, the death and the resurrection of Jesus, and you look at the reason why he came here and why he did what he did, it'll truly help you relate and empathize empathize of what forgiveness really is and simply understand that, you know, it's a needed part of our lives because the reality of it is everyone, if we get in relationships with people, whether that's platonically or romantically, there are going to be moments where we're going to be hurt. We're going to be offended. There are going to be times where we're not going to want to talk to those people. There are going to be times where we're going to say stuff that we probably shouldn't say to folk. And honestly, when you're in those situations, the root of that is they may have said or did something that may have hurt you or cost you pain. And now you're in a place where you may not have forgiven them. And until you forgive them, everyone, you know, the relationships that you could have with them, the prosperity that you could have in terms of that relationship, whether that once again, platonically or romantically, right, it's going to be hindered. It's going to be stalled. And once you get over that hump, once you truly forgive them and you're able to move past the, you know, the things that have happened, then you're able to grow deeper with them. And so that's pretty much what it is today. That's what we're going to talk about. And I beloved the example that we have here in the Bible, because, you know, the God that we serve is the literal embodiment of what forgiveness is. As I said before, you know, the whole reason Jesus came here on this earth, the reason why he died was so that we could be forgiven and that through him, we could have life with God once again and have life more abundantly. And I think that when you look at the Lord's character, when you look at the things that he's done, right, and you learn how he forgives other people, then we'll be able to learn how to do the same and have once again, amazing relationships with the people that are around us. And in order to convey this message here today, I'm simply going to go through Psalms 103 verses 9 through 12. And it's beautiful here because it says that in the words of David, he will not always 
always accuse, nor he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as I said, deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high is as the heavens above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. And the beautiful thing about this is that when you read this psalm, right, you get two keys and expressions on how God forgives us as people. And from those keys, we can understand how we're able to forgive others as well. And even when it comes to terms of our personal relationship with ourselves, right, there may be times where we may be hurt by the things that we've done for ourselves, actions or decisions that we have made, things that may have caused consequences down the line that we didn't expect in the moment. And sometimes we can get so bogged down with, you know, our own mistakes, our own insecurities, our own flaws and things of that nature that, you know, we begin to resent ourselves for making things and we may not be able to trust ourselves or truly believe that we're deserving of the things that are to come in our lives. And so honestly, you know, even in terms of forgiveness, like learning how to forgive ourselves is beautiful because it truly allows us to, to be healed, to be whole and to be able to experience all of the amazing things that God has for us. But to move forward and to break this here, you know, the first key to understanding what forgiveness is moving into the main sermon is going to be love. All right. And this is covered by Psalms chapter 103, verses 9 through 11. And here it says that he will not always accuse, nor he harbor his anger forever. For as high is as the heavens above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. And I love the way that David had outlined this particular psalm, because when you read this verse like that, he explains the two things that God does in terms of forgiveness. And then he outlines in the other two verses, like what he does in order to do that. And so here we get the synopsis from reading these two verses that the Lord is not easily angered, right? This is not something that the, that's really in God's character to be angry at people for the things that they do. Okay. Of course, there are going to be times where, you know, as we continue to commit sin, as we continue to do things that we know we shouldn't do, that the Lord will become angry with us. But when it comes to just us in those situations, he's truly patient and he allows us the time and the opportunity and the ability to, you know, kind of understand that we're not doing the things that we should be doing, that we're not living the right lives and we're not treating people the way that they're supposed to be treated. And if we go past the journey after so many warnings, after he's told us time and time again, like, hey, like, calm down, chill. Then we begin to deal with the consequences of the actions that we have taken. But oftentimes, even in that, we come to see that even when it's time for us to be punished, right? Like the Lord doesn't always do that in that possible way, but it just shows us, right? Just how caring he is because he truly knows every detail about our lives and he understands the fact that, you know, we are imperfect, that we are going to make mistakes, that we're not going to always hit the mark. And because of that and because of his abundant love for us specifically, right? You know, he's willing and faithful to forgive us whenever we do come to him and acknowledge our faults, right? Whenever we do come to him and understand that we're not making the best decisions. And although we may struggle to continue to walk in that light, to walk down the right path that he has for us, right? He's faithful to help us along the way and through the journey. But the thing that we have to do is once again, acknowledge and understand that, you know, God is not easily angered with us. You know, like if we make a mistake one or two times, he's not going to bog us down and, you know, cast judgment upon us because we made the mistake. But instead, he's going to be patient with us because of the love that he has for us, because he truly wants us to be the best that we can be. He wants us to make the right decisions. He wants us to be wise in the way that we deal with people and with ourselves. And he wants us to have, you know, grace in the things that we're doing. But we have to understand, too, as we go along this journey that 
you know, we have to consistently try to do better in the things that we're doing. And as long as we follow the Lord, then we will be empowered to do so. And I think that when you look in terms of God's love and you look at even that, you know, terms of his judgment, the best example that comes to me is in the book of Ezekiel. Right. Because here, you know, throughout this entire book, you know, God expresses like his anger and his grief towards Israel. All right. Because the nation that he chose to represent his name. Right. The nation that he chose to be his people. Right. And to be an example for the rest of the nations of the world has now become a place that's filled with idolatry and injustice. And when you look at even in the Bible through the Old Testament, the things that God would truly judge nations for was idolatry and injustice. Right. So serving other gods and then also mistreating, you know, the people that are in there, you know, being, you know, terrible to the widowed and to the poor by just simply robbing people of their money and their dignity and their well-being and treating them any kind of way. And when you look at those things, right, these are things that's taking place in Israel at this particular point for thousands of years. All right. This isn't something that, you know, just started like 20, 30 years ago or five, 10 years ago. And the Lord just cast judgment. But instead, this is something that is happening for an extended period of time. And although the Lord has sent signs and wonders and things of that nature to kind of pull them back on the right path, they have still continued to go down the path that they have. And in the book of Ezekiel, he finally brings judgment to them because they couldn't find anyone in the land at the time to stand in the gap for them to pray and intercede and ask the Lord to, you know, help them heal them and restore them to, you know, be his people. And it's in that case that the Lord judged them. But even in his judgment, right, of telling Israel that they were going to be scattered into other lands and they were going to be taken captive, right? He promised that he would forgive them, you know, after these times are over and he would bring them back to the land that he gave them. All right. That he would bring them back to Israel. He would bring them back to Jerusalem and they would once again be in a place to where they can serve him. And I think that when you look at God's character in that way, right, of understanding that, you know, our God is a righteous God, that he doesn't like wrong. But at the same time, he gives us so much time and opportunity to correct our wrongs. It just shows us just how patient on the individual level we should be in a life of others because we're going to deal with people once again that are going to make mistakes with us they're going to say things or do things that are going to hurt us but when they say or do those things we shouldn't just immediately jump on those people and judge them and cast them out and cut them off and instead you know we should be patient with them we should express to them how we feel about the things that they have done and then also give them the room and the opportunity to grow and you know apologize and improve the things that we've brought up to their attention and when we do those things in our relationships right everyone then we truly put ourselves in a better position to have better healthier relationships with others and I think that once again you look at God's example of this it just shows just how compassionate we should be and although none of us could ever have the patience of God because you know his patience is far far beyond anything we could ever conceive right we can learn just in this small example of how to be more patient how to be more loving towards the people that are around us in our lives and the other example that I do have moving forward for this is going to be through the life of Jesus because once again when you look at you know, everything that Jesus did, he's truly the living embodiment and the greatest expression of what God's love and forgiveness represented. Because even in a time where, you know, when you look at when the Bible once again, where it says the verse where far where we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? You have to understand at that point, all the humanity had most importantly turned away from the God that they serve. And even when you look at Israel, right? When you look at 
the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all of the groups that existed at that point in time, although they on the outside appeared to be following God, right? Their hearts and their minds wasn't right with him. They were doing everything outside of what they were supposed to do. And so when you look at that in that particular time, Jesus came in that moment, in that period, in order to redeem all of humanity. And it shows that even in times where who has the following God at all, even in times where people want to go their own way and do their own thing, right? That God had so much love and compassion for us that he gave us Jesus. That it says in John 16, so that no one should perish, that no one should die because of that, but they would have everlasting life. And you had that life by coming to follow him. And ultimately, when you look at that example, when you look at the example with Ezekiel before, it leads us to the conclusion that, you know, although we may become angry with other people, although God may even have moments where he's angry with us, right? He's always faithful because of his abundant love to forgive us. He's always faithful to help us and guide us down the path we're supposed to go. And as we learn to empathize with that love, as we learn to acknowledge our mistakes or in other people is become more patient with them, then we're able to move forward and have better relationships with them as a whole. And I think that once again, when you look at that in this point to sum it up, that that's truly how the first step to forgiveness is just remembering the love that you have for the people around you, because it's when you remember how much you love a person, how much you care for that person, it will naturally make you more patient towards them and more enduring through the things that they have. But then also from that place of love, you're able to express yourself openly and honestly without being from a place of spite where you may say words that may hurt them or things that may intentionally cast them down to throw them down or discourage them, you know, the way that they may have discouraged you. So as you're going through this path of life, as you're going through forgiveness, always remember the love that you have for people because that love will allow you to be more patient, more enduring, and simply more considerate of the things that, you know, they may have done to you. But with that being said, the second point we have here is to separate the faults from the person themselves. All right. And it's going to come from Psalms division 103 verse 10 and verse 12. And it says here, do not treat us as our sin deserve or pay us according to our iniquities. As far as the East is from the West, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. And I think that you know, looking at that particular psalm and that passage is beautiful because it shows us, right, that although we do have consequences for the sins that we've committed, the Lord never punishes us according to them, right? Although we may have did something that was deserving of death itself, right, the Lord doesn't give us death in exchange for those things. He's not an eye for eye God or a tooth for a tooth God, but instead, you know, he gives us mercy. And although once again, we deal with the mistakes that we've made, right? If we deal with the consequences of what we may have committed, right? God will still forgive us without hesitation. And it's because of his love. Once again, the Bible says that he forgets our sins and he continues to love us even through the mistakes that we make. And I think that you know, the greatest expression of this in the Bible and looking at, you know, separating the fault from the person and understanding that this is a part of forgiveness itself is probably the story of David and Bathsheba. And for those who may not know the story of David and Bathsheba, it's really an interesting one because it takes, you know, David, of course, the man that's after God's own heart, the one that you know, has been faithful throughout his life, the one that slayed the giant Goliath, the one that's now come the king of Israel. And you see this man that at the height of his power, right, at the height of him becoming everything that he was supposed to be in this world, right? He makes this one mistake and he ends up sleeping with another man's wife, you know, getting her pregnant and then, you know, creating a plot to try to cover up the pregnancy with the man and his wife. And after that fails, right? 
he begins to send Uriah out to the war. That was the, you know, the husband of Bathsheba. And he puts him on the front lines, draws the men back and get him killed. And so when you look at that, right, it's a scandalous story because it shows that this was a man that was so committed to God that not only, you know, at that point he committed adultery and he killed a man. Right. But it just shows that even in that time, right, that even the people that follow God the most, even those that are the most connected with him can still make mistakes that will pull their life in a completely different direction. And so when you look at this, right, when you read the story, the Lord is clearly angry with David because of the things that he did. And he's angry with David because as the king of Israel, as someone that's been so close to him for so long, David knows better than to commit things of this nature. But even in this moment, right, when Nathan the prophet came to David with the message from God and told him about, you know, the sins that he committed, David immediately apologized and repented to God and God immediately forgave him in exchange. And although David did commit actions that was worthy of death, like the Lord literally spared him of those things. And although he dealt with the consequences later on, like with his family and even losing a child that him and Bathsheba had made together, right? You know, the Lord still had mercy on him because he not only lived out the rest of his life as a king of Israel, but he also had Solomon with Bathsheba, which would become one of the greatest kings that may have ever lived here on this earth. The wise, one of the wisest for sure. But it just shows us, even in the situation, right, that even looking at God's example is that he teaches us how to have mercy, even in times where we may be undeserved or we may make mistakes. And it just shows us even in our relationships, right? When we deal with people that may have done stuff for us and they know better, they know not to do that stuff, that we should be forgiven once again and understand it even in those situations. And for here, I'm saying that simply that you don't have to repay the person for what they did, but you do need to acknowledge that and express them the things that they've done. Let them know that, you know, you were a couple with it, that you wasn't feeling it. And that, you know, once again, they should try to correct the actions that they have. I'm not telling you to be like a doormat or anything like that, but at the same time, I'm saying that we should have grace and understand that people are going to make mistakes, whether that's intentionally or unintentionally. And it's in those times where they make those mistakes that, you know, we have to be understanding and we have to truly show mercy to those people. All right. We have to give people the chances to to make up for the things that they've done. And we have to have the forgiveness in our hearts to truly move past the things that they may have done to us or hurt us. But ultimately, everyone, you know, the example here, once again, looking at David and Bathsheba is understanding that you have to separate the faults from the people and the things that they have done. Because although David committed adultery, although David once again had ended a man's life in war, this wasn't a part of who David was. All right. These were actions that he committed, but these wasn't necessarily a part of his character because we know that he was a man that loved God. And in this one instance, he was a man that fell away from those things, but his heart was still aligned with God at the end. And I think ultimately, when you look at our lives as people, we always have to remember our true intentions behind things. We have to remember our true character. And, you know, if people do things that are out of character, we shouldn't be so whatever to hold them accountable to those things, but we should give them the space and the grace to, you know, truly change their ways and to move on past those things. And we have to be willing to do that for ourselves as well, because there are going to be times where even us in our lives, we're going to do things that we're not comfortable doing. We're going to do things that we know we shouldn't do. But even in those states, we have to be willing to forgive ourselves and understand that this was the time, this was a mistake. And if we repent and ask the Lord for forgiveness and we, of course, apologize to the people that may have
have been affected by those things, that we're able to still move forward and have healthy lives. And although there may be consequences to some of the things we have to do, we have to bear them granted. But though even those consequences that we deal with don't define who we are, it doesn't define you know where we're going. And it definitely doesn't define who we were still meant to be in God. We're still loved. We're still cherished by him. And we're still called by his name. We're still his children. And as long as we still have that, as long as we still have our God in our life, then there's nothing we won't be able to accomplish. There's nothing we won't be able to do. There's nothing that we won't be able to overcome. And so simply understanding that everyone is the key to truly understanding forgiveness is to be able to separate our faults from who we are, to be able to separate the faults of others from who they are and truly see their heart, see their intention and see them as their character. And that will give us the power and the strength to be able to forgive them in hurtful or painful moments. But ultimately, everyone, you know, as I begin to wrap this up, the summary here is that forgiveness is never easy. All right. We understand that it's something that is never easy for us to do, but it's something that's possible for all of us to do. And it's simply by loving others that we're able to move beyond you know, our anger, we have to move beyond our spite and truly become more patient and more empathetic with them and who they are. And then ultimately through mercy, you know, by separating the faults from the people that, you know, may have committed the actions, right? We're able to forgive them for their actions and we're able to truly move on with them and have healthy relationships. But that's truly the key ultimately to forgiveness and ultimately by following our God, by following our Lord, by following the example that he set forth in life, we'll be able to achieve those things. And I can tell you, even when it comes to personal forgiveness and forgiving ourselves, you know, that's pretty much a thing because if we've done something and we've committed it, of course, we, the last thing that we should truly do is hold on to those things, but we simply have to give it to God because like David said in Psalm 103, right, as far as the East is from the West, he separated our transgressions. That means that simply put like whenever we commit something like god doesn't bring it up god doesn't you know bring from the backlog god does it in a new situation that's similar to the system that we committed right he doesn't like hey like he did that the last time so he's going to do that this time but no god treats us as if we didn't commit the sin as a whole and he allows us to truly walk in his forgiveness walk in his grace walk in his love and become better people even after making the mistakes that we've made and we have to be willing as individuals to do the same not only for ourselves but for the people around us and when we do that we have better lives we have better relationships not only with the god that we serve but with ourselves and with the people that he's called to be in our lives but Anyway, everyone, that is pretty much it. That's it for today as far as forgiveness. If you love this message, please be sure to like and share it out there with anyone that may need to hear this. And of course, continue to subscribe to the Wisdom of Christ YouTube channel because we definitely have a lot more stuff coming. As you can see, I up the production a little bit. So got a lot of things coming in exchange for that. And of course, lastly, but not least, if you don't know who Jesus is, I will welcome you to invite you to, you know, accept him in your life today. You know what I mean? And if you need help with that, please be sure to reach out with us and we will walk you through the process and everything that you need. But until next time, everyone, take care, be blessed, enjoy your Sunday and continue to be the amazing people that God is calling you to become. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning into our episode today. If this message has been a blessing to you, we pray that you will leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform and that you will share this with a friend who may be in need of it. Until next time, take care. God bless. And we pray that we will see you all very, very soon. <laughs>